Hello again. We're glad you've joined us for another story about the Peters children. If you remember last week, we had planned to bring you The New Life of Mrs. Hicks, but we had some audio problems, which we hope have been resolved. At the end of this week's story, we will play some of the recordings that were sent to us about your favorite stories. In this week's story, though, there's a hymn title or a line from a hymn. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Okay, let's get to this week's story, The New Life of Mrs. Hicks. Todd Hicks usually slept well past nine on Saturday mornings. He loved his sleep, and he stayed up late on Friday nights hanging out with his mom or friends, watching movies or playing games. Recently, though, he had begun to wean himself off video games because Daddy Peters had taught him and his friends Pearson Peters and Finn Wells in a Bible study about not being held captives by desires. Todd remembered Daddy Peters reminding the boys to think about things that might easily entangle them. Todd had responded in his usual boisterous manner. Dude! Tent day rules! And it owns me! Daddy P, it's a rocking game, and I love it! But maybe I love it too much. How do we know if we love something too much? Well, Todd, it's like this. If you're willing to sin to get your way, in other words, if you don't let someone else play the game and you hog it selfishly, or you lie to your parents and say you're going to bed but you're really playing the game, or you whine and pout, or are disrespectful when your parents tell you no, or maybe you're not being a good steward of your time, all of those things could be symptoms of idolatry, and it's between you and the Lord. But if you suspect something might be an idol in your heart, then it very well could be. Todd looked shocked and shouted, Mind blown! He made a gesture with his hands, indicating that his brain had just exploded. Of course, Pearson and Finn, Todd's adoring audience, erupted in laughter. But Todd could not be deterred. I'm going to go smash my tent-day video game to smithereens. Consider it donezo. Todd, Daddy Peter started slowly, it's a good idea to pray about it and talk to your mom about it. And then, if you both decide that's what you should do, then radical amputation might just be the necessary response. But no one can make that decision for you. Daddy P, what on earth, Phil, is radical amputation? It sounds totally tubular. Finn and Pearson began to snort and chortle. (laughs) But Daddy Peters and Todd seemed as serious as ever, their eyes like lasers, fixed on one another as they continued their conversation. Well, Todd, radical amputation is a biblical term meaning you cut something off that is causing you to sin. In Matthew, Jesus said that if your eye offends you or your hand offends you, cut it off. He was saying that it was better to put sin out of your life than to indulge your sin as an unbeliever and go to hell forever. Holy guacamole! That's cray, man! Cutting off my hands because of tent day does not seem like something my mom would approve of. I don't know if I could do that, Daddy P. And I'm not suggesting you do do that, Todd. Jesus did not mean that you literally cut off your eye or your hand, but what he is saying is to cut off your sin, abandon it at all cost. Sometimes it may take a great deal of effort to cut out sinful behavior or to stop a sinful habit, but thankfully God's Spirit helps us because he's more powerful. If something is overwhelming you and you are being tempted to a great degree, then yes, it is good to cut it out of your life. Gotcha. Total game changer. Thanks, Deep. Deep? What's deep, Todd? Ah, it's a shortened version of Daddy P. So let me get this straight, Todd. 
You've made a nickname out of my nickname? <laughs> Daddy P couldn't help but chuckle. Todd, you never cease to amuse me. As the Bible study was ending, Mama Peters walked in with a tray of slushies that she gave to each one of them. Todd made a few more goofy comments about the totally tubular slushies, and the Bible study ended a short time later. Todd was the first one up the next day, which was Saturday, and he had decided that video games were a thing of the past. He had awakened earlier than usual and sneaked down to the kitchen to begin making breakfast. His mom had the day off of work as a hairstylist, and she was determined to get some extra sleep. Todd was just finishing up the eggs and sausage when she walked groggily into the kitchen. Good morning. Something smells absolutely wonderful, Mrs. Hicks said, raising her nose in the air and sniffing dramatically. <laughs> it's egg, sausage, and toast, Ma, and here's your coffee. Todd handed his mom a white mug full of hot joe. Wow, Todd, thank you. But you do realize it's not even eight o'clock. I know, Ma, but I wanted to get an early start today. Thought we could go tear up the bike trail this morning, and then maybe we could head to the park and have a picnic lunch. I know I could use some vitamin D rays. <laughs> Todd, even Sunshine has a nickname? Mrs. Hicks was amused by her son as she sat down at the breakfast table and began eating her food. Hey, Ma, care if we say a prayer together before we scarf it all down? Oh, I'm sorry, Todd. I always forget you are a changed man, Mrs. Hicks teased Todd. Sure, go ahead and pray. Dear God, thank you so much for the super yum food. Thank you for Ma, who worked so hard to pay for this goodness. Thank you for Jesus and how he died for my sins and even for Ma's sins. Help me to honor you today and always. I love you, God. Amen. When Todd looked up from praying, Mrs. Hicks was staring at him with bewilderment. Todd, I'm, I'm really thankful that you're a changed person. But I wonder if you're overthinking it. Do you really have to always call yourself a sinner? It seems to me that you're always down on yourself. Ma, I am a sinner, but I'm saved by grace, and, and I don't feel sad. I, I feel happier than I've ever felt. My heart soars like a bald eagle when I think about the awesomeness of all that Jesus did for me. I seriously can't believe it. And God is changing me from inside. Daddy P says I'll be a sinner till I die, but I'm a totally rad new creation in Christ. You know what I mean? Uh, not really, Todd. But I hope that Daddy P is truly a good influence because it concerns me you're always asking God to make you more like Jesus. Why? Doesn't Jesus love you just the way you are? He does, Ma, but he loves me too much to leave me in my sin. Mrs. Hicks sighed and shook her head as she continued to eat the breakfast that Todd had made her. She agreed to go on the bike ride to the park and began to clear the dishes, but Todd stopped her. He insisted on washing all of the dishes and packing the picnic lunch. Mrs. Hicks felt completely spoiled, and while she was thankful for her son's service to her, she was growing more and more leery about his newfound faith. When everything was ready to go, Mrs. Hicks and Todd were riding briskly down the bike trail on their mountain bikes for the park, which was about six miles away. Todd was a stronger bike rider than Mrs. Hicks, so he stayed back with her knowing the bike ride was about spending time together and not just heading speedily to your destination. As he rode, Todd prayed silently in his head, Lord, please open Ma's eyes to the gospel. When the two arrived at the park, they spread out the blue-checked picnic blanket and began to eat the salami sandwiches that Todd had made. After they were finished with their lunch, Todd pulled the frisbee out of his backpack and persuaded his mom to join him in a game. Todd threw the frisbee to his mom, and after catching the blue disc, she wound up to throw it back to Todd. However, she released the frisbee behind her, and it went flying backward. 
She ran to retrieve it from the patch of ivy where it had landed, and after picking it up, she glanced over at the pond, where who should she see but the Peters family? Todd! I see the Peters family! Should we walk over and say hello? Todd raced up to Mrs. Hicks. Yes, Ma, I love them! Mrs. Hicks didn't have to be told twice. She knew that her son simply adored the Peters family, and while she felt just a twinge of jealousy over it, for reasons she couldn't even identify, she was ultimately very happy to have such sweet friends in the Peters family. Hello, Daddy Peters, Mama Peters, Mrs. Hicks greeted them. Well, hey there, Todd, Mrs. Hicks. It's great to see you guys, Daddy Peters answered excitedly. Mama Peters, Pearson, and Penelope all got up, and hugs and greetings were exchanged. Would you like to fish with us? We have an extra rod. Todd took the fishing rod from Daddy Peters' outstretched hand. Ma, is it all right with you if I do some fishing? Todd asked. Mrs. Hicks nodded and took a seat on the picnic blanket beside Mama Peters and the twins Patience and Priscilla. How are you, Mrs. Hicks? Would you like a can of sparkling water? Mrs. Hicks took the can of cold, icy sparkling water and responded. Thanks, I'm doing pretty well. Todd planned a really fun day for us, so I'm having a great time. Isn't that nice? That is so sweet of Todd to plan a nice day for you guys. Daddy Peters is determined to catch some blue gills today. But so far, all we've caught is a pile of seaweed and a sock. A sock? Poor kid that lost that sock, Mrs. Hicks responded. I know. How does anybody lose a sock in the pond? Oh, well. Mama Peters shrugged. Mama Peters, I've been meaning to tell you thanks for taking Todd under your wing. He's a completely different person. I must confess, though, that sometimes I'm slightly jealous of your relationship with him. Oh, Mrs. Hicks, we just love Todd, but we can't take credit for the change. Jesus has been the one that has opened Todd's eyes and changed him from the inside out. And I must tell you, I totally understand your feelings. It's always hard when our kids seem to want to spend more time with others than at home. But I can assure you, we experience the same thing with our kids. And Todd constantly tells us stories about you. Mrs. Hicks chuckled wryly. <laughs> I hope he's only told the good stuff. Oh, he has. It's all quite honoring, Mrs. Hicks. His stories are usually about how he's done something silly and you've gently had to rein him in. Oh, well, that's good. I'm so thankful for that boy. But truthfully, I don't know what to make of all the changes in his life. Before Mama Peters had a chance to respond, Daddy Peters walked up with the other children. We're getting skunked today. We don't seem to be fooling the fish one little bit. Daddy Peters sounded somewhat disappointed. But then he seemed to have a good idea. Hey, how about we all go to frozen yogurt where I can combat my depression with some sugary goodness? The resounding collective, yes, was all the response Daddy Peters needed to hear. How about you, Mrs. Hicks? Todd, would you like to go with us? Sure, Mrs. Hicks replied. We'd love to go. We just happen to have our handy-dandy bike trailer, so we'll just load your bikes on and you can go with us in the van. After loading the bikes, the whole gang piled into the van and soon arrived at the yogurt shop. After filling their cups with yogurt, they stood in line for the various concoctions of toppings. They all walked over to a table and sat down. It was then that Mrs. Hicks noticed her son's frozen yogurt and looked horrified. Todd! Do you actually have any yogurt under your bobas, gummy bears, chocolate chips, peanut butter cups, fruity crisp, hot fudge, and caramel sauce? She couldn't help but raise her voice in complete shock. Ma, you have to try it. Pretty sure it's rocking all the food groups. Oh, Todd, good grief. 
No one but Mrs. Hicks really cared about how many toppings Todd had. Instead, the Peters family appreciated Todd's exuberance over everything. While Pearson, Penelope, and Todd entertained Patience and Priscilla, Daddy and Mama Peters and Mrs. Hicks sat chatting. So what else have you guys got planned for the weekend? Daddy Peters asked Mrs. Hicks. Ah, uh, not a lot. We'll just lay low tomorrow. Of course, I know Todd will want to go to church with you. I'm happy to pick him up, Daddy Peters offered. Well, that might be nice, although... Mrs. Hicks slowed down her cadence. I've been promising Todd that... 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 that I might come to church and try it out again. She felt a tad uncomfortable inviting herself. But she shouldn't have been, because the Peters were excited to have her. Oh, Mrs. Hicks! We would love to have you come to church. Mrs. Hicks promised that she would be at church the next day, and that she would bring Todd herself. After the frozen yogurt, Mama Peters invited the Hicks to join them for dinner, which seemed a bit backwards given that they had basically just eaten dessert. But before Mrs. Hicks could reply, Todd jumped in. Mama Peters, thanks so much for inviting us, but we have to be home. I made dinner for me and Ma. What? You did? When? Mrs. Hicks inquired. Yup, last night, when you were working, I made spaghetti sauce, and I'll boil the noodles when we get home. Todd! Wow! I, I'm so surprised by you these days. Well, Ma, before you get all gushy, you gotta taste it. Todd laughed, his usual spirited laugh. <laughs> After the Peters dropped the Hicks and their bikes off at their house, Todd and Mrs. Hicks sat down to a dinner of spaghetti and bread. Well, Todd, what movie should we watch? Mrs. Hicks asked after dinner. Hmm, let me think, Todd answered. Okay, but let's make it short. Because, Mrs. Hicks paused, because we have church in the morning. She felt a little uncomfortable again because she didn't know how Todd would respond. But she shouldn't have felt any awkwardness because when Todd turned to her, she knew he wanted her to go. Ma, you're coming to church with us? Hey, that rocks my socks. Ah, uh, thanks, Todd. Mrs. Hicks embraced her son tightly and hoped that church would be something that she didn't think was too horrible. She was nervous about what it was that was changing Todd so much. She appreciated him more than ever before, but she didn't know how she felt about the authority that he seemed to get from God, but she knew that she wanted to check out Todd's church. The next morning, Mrs. Hicks drove them to Evergreen Reform Church. After turning off the ignition, she sat for a moment nervously. She yanked at her striped shirt and took one last look in the mirror to make sure her mascara wasn't smeared. Todd looked over. You look awesome, Sauce Ma! Once inside the church, they both noticed Daddy and Mama Peters pointing to a seat right by them. After sitting down, the music started playing shortly thereafter, and following the last notes of Near to the Heart of God, Pastor Felsdow made his way up to the pulpit. The sermon was from Ephesians 2, and Pastor Felsdow talked about how grace saves people, how no one could ever work to be good enough for God, and how God plans and chooses his people and will never let them go, how our hearts should always be full of gratitude for the work of Jesus on the cross. Mrs. Hicks was drawn deeply into the sermon and didn't look away even for a split second. After church was dismissed, Todd refused the invitation from the Peters to come for lunch. He was hoping to hear all of Mrs. Hicks' thoughts about church as they drove. But he was a little dispirited because Mrs. Hicks drove in complete silence. He was even sadder when he saw that she pulled the car to a stop in front of the house and sat in the car without even acknowledging his presence. He had no idea what was going on, 
but when he glanced over at his mom, he could see that she was crying. Ma? Todd was a bit uncertain about what was going on. You okay? Uh, Was church that bad for you? Mrs. Hicks turned to look at Todd. Her face was tear-stained. What did you ask me, Todd? Did you ask me if, 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 if church was bad? Todd silently nodded. Uh, of course not, Todd. I, I just feel like I've been hit on the head by a baseball bat. I am quite simply more disoriented than ever. I don't know what to make of any of this. That Pastor Del, Pastor Del, Pastor Felsdos made those words come alive to me. I simply don't know what to think. I was raised Catholic. I worked so hard to please God. And I gave that up in college because it just didn't make any sense for me. I felt so much guilt all the time. And that, and I felt like I'd never please God. But now, Pastor Felsdo said it's only by grace that I'm saved. Todd, I don't have to work for God to approve of me anymore. Todd sat in silent amazement. Mrs. Hicks continued speaking. Todd, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. My sins. He did all of the work. I only have to repent of my sins and believe in him. But I've sinned so much against him. I can't out. I can't count out how many times I've lied or cheated or stolen or disobeyed. It's just too much. But Ma, that's the point. Christ knew it all and he knows it all, but he still loves you and died for you. But it's still too much. Todd lovingly hugged his mom. Ma, it's never too much. Todd, too, was near tears by now. Daddy Peters taught us in the Bible study from about this, this, this verse from Psalms that says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Oh, Todd, I believe. I believe in Jesus. And I believe in his power to save. And that I need him more than anything. And I repent of my sins. I don't want to live like this anymore. I want to live for Jesus. Todd's eyes spilled over with tears as they freely rolled down his cheeks. He told Mrs. Hicks that she could be saved immediately. The two sat and prayed together, and Mrs. Hicks confessed with her mouth her sinfulness to Jesus and acknowledged her need of him. She believed in her heart that Jesus had died and that God had raised him from the dead. And a few moments later, she emerged from the car, a new creature in Christ. Ma, we have to call the Peters and invite them to supper. This news is too mind-blowing to keep it to ourselves. Mrs. Hicks heartily agreed, and as Todd wiped the tears from his cheeks, Mama Peters took the phone and invited the Peters family for supper. Certainly, life was not to be without trouble for Mrs. Hicks. But wow, had her perspective changed. She didn't yet know about the verse from John in the Bible that says, In this world you'll have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. But what she did know and was sure of was that Jesus loved her and died for her and that she wanted to live for him alone. Hello, this is Grandmom's Corner. Before we began the story, I promised to play a few recordings we received about some of your favorite stories. So here goes. My name is June and I'm six years old. And I live in Concord, California. And I like when Abby gets lost in the woods because I like the Christopherson. My name's Seth. I li- um, I'm four years old. I live in Concord. 
my favorite story um, is Grace and Beauty and Grace, and, and my favorite part is when he races. The next one is from Betty from Concord, California. My favorite story is when Penelope got lost in the woods. It reminded me of when I got lost in the woods and when she prayed. It, it reminded me of when I I was um um sad and then I prayed and then I remember that you were with me. My name is Hattie. My favorite story is the one where Penelope tells a lie and I learned that um, all lies. Big or little lies, grieve God. My name is Chloe, and my favorite one is Penelope Peters gets lost in the woods because it helps me when I'm scared in the dark. My name is Ezra, and my favorite whimsy wine story is the Peters children eat too many sweets because uh, it reminds me to be self-controlled with my consumption of food. My name is Solomon, and my most Penelope is it's pizza and bikes a bone. Here's our last one for this week. This one is from Magnolia from Concord, California. My favorite is Penelope um, lost patience because um, um, it's in the Holy Spirit and, and that Jesus died on the cross for sins. So there you have all that we have time for this week. If you would like to send in a recording about your favorite story, we would love it. We will send you a small gift and we'll plan to read it at the end of next week's story or the week after. We are praying for you and are praying that God will use the stories for His glory. We plan to be here next week, the Lord willing. Bye for now.